How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Eucalypt Speed Test Intelligence Data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. I'm Hadass Kuznets with Nick Kennedy, co-owner and executive chef of Root Restaurant and Wine Bar located at 1206 Frankfurt Avenue in Fishtown. And we're here talking about Memorial Day Monday and all the grilling that goes along. So Memorial Day Monday is the time for professionals and amateurs alike to hit the grills. What do you need in order to have a good outcome? So you need the grill. You need the grill. And, you know, depending if it's gas or charcoal, you need to make sure you have the right fire for the grill and, you know, have all the proper tools and equipment ready to go. Let's run through the tools. What do you need? I need a checklist. So checklist. You know, if you have a charcoal grill, you want to have plenty of charcoal. And for the gas grill, double check that propane tank (laughs) because the worst thing is to run out of propane halfway through cooking. And then for both items, you want to have a good pair of tongs. You want to have a grill brush. You can clean off the grates. You want to have a wadded towel or paper towels with a little bit of oil in a bowl or a plate. Some extra paper towels handy so you can wipe your hands or any tools necessary. And whatever ingredients you're going to have there, I like to have my seasonings ready out there, sort of a whole station with all the mise en place you're going to have. So you don't have to run in inside and outside and just sort of hang out by the grill and monitor the cooking and relax and have fun at the same time. All right, let's talk about safety real quick. What do you, What are some of the safety things that you need to pay attention to? I know propane can be a little tricky, right? Make sure it's off. Uh, yeah. So you just want to like double check and be careful, especially, you know, igniting the propane and the charcoal in the beginning. You know, I have two kids, so it's I always make sure they're very far away and just double check things, make sure the burners are off and just light one burner and then slowly have everything else lit, you know, for propane and charcoal. You know, the chimney starters are the best because they're so fast, but be careful where you put that chimney starter after you light it because it's still really hot. And so those I like to keep it aside. Long. No, the chimney starter is like a, a tall vertical like cone basket. So you put the charcoal on the top, put a little newspaper on the bottom and you light it and it takes about 15 minutes to light the charcoal and you can dump it out and then you're ready to get grilling. So the start of the season for a lot of people, this might be the first time they're grilling all season long. What do you have to watch for before you turn on your grill? You know, what I do is I probably like put a little extra charcoal there and uh, try to burn off anything and let the grill sort of heat up and put the grates on there, let them get really, really hot and, and give a good brushing to clear it, bring it all the way back to it's like shiny and stainless steel again. Waking up the grill again. That's it. It's Memorial Day. All right. So once you have your grill ready to go and it's safe and it's turned on, you talked about the different fires. So can you describe that? So, you know, I think really understanding your fire and, you know, focusing on charcoal first, you want to sort of figure out, depending on on what you're cooking, if it's a thick steak or a thin steak, you want to have the right fire for that. And you can also modify the way you're cooking depending on your your fire because sometimes it's not always consistent or you don't have 100% control. Also, depending on the weather, if it's windy or it's cold or how the fire is reacting. Can you describe what a different fire looks like? Because to me, fire is fire, but But to a chef, it's not. No, no, no. I mean, I'm sure there's enough ways to describe a fire as, you know, the Eskimos describe snow or something like that. So, you know, there's a classic trick of testing the fire heat by holding your hand over the charcoal, maybe about five inches above the grates. And so if you can hold it there for about three seconds before it gets really hot, that's generally a good rule of thumb for like a nice hot fire. What you want is you want it to be hot enough to get a really good sear on the product so they don't stick without getting too hot. So you get flame ups or burning. And as well, if it's too cold, you're not going to get the desired results. 
We've all seen that. You put the patty on the grill and then the fire goes up in the air. Like, that's not good. No, no, no. Flames are generally not good. You know, a little bit of flame from the juice dripping down onto the charcoal or, you know, around the burners and sizzling and bursting into a little bit of smoke. I mean, that's what gives that grilling effect. But a lot of flames cause this this really bad scorching on the meat and any sort of black smoke leaves a stain on the meat and this really bad gassy aroma and, smell and taste. Do you need to spray the grill with anything like Pam or... You, you know, I, I think, know. you know, first get those grates really hot, brush them off, and then, you know, take that towel that you have with a little bit of you know, vegetable oil and neutral oil and just, you know, quickly rub that, you know, grabbing it with a pair of tongs so your hands are not over the charcoal and put that on top of the grates. And those grates should smoke instantly. So you're sort of re-seasoning the grates to prevent it from sticking. And that's what's going to give it, like, and then with the charcoal and everything, you'll taste that in the meat. Yeah, I mean, really the great thing about grilling is the little juices dripping down and, and, you know, vaporizing and the woody charcoal, smoky smell from just the natural smoke that's happening there. And it's just great stuff. What are some of the biggest mistakes that people make when grilling? You know, I think it's either not turning the product often enough or turning too soon. And that's based on, you know, the temperature of the fire. So, if, you know, you have a generally good fire, you want to determine what you're going to cook first. So say you have a thick T-bone or porterhouse steak versus a thin skirt steak or a flank steak. For a thinner piece of meat, like the skirt steak or the flank steak, I'm going to leave that on and I'm really not going to move it until I get a good sear on the one side. Because by the time I sear it on one side and sear it on the other side, it's done. I want to take it off and get it to rest so it doesn't overcook. And you just want that one crisscross? One crisscross or even, you know, just like one straight mark. Sometimes you're moving it too much. You're cooling down the product. You're cooling down the grill. So I'd be more concerned with the overall caramelization to get on the side. Don't worry about getting those fancy marks just yet. Okay. So what if you want to do it quickly? Everybody's hungry. Don't push down, right? Don't push down on, the, on, the, on those burgers. Please, please. So, you know, give yourself time. Have a little bit of patience. Open another beer. But we don't want to press and, you know, squeeze out all those great juices and fat from inside the burger. Very important to cook the meat and also give it a little bit of time to rest. Even if it's a burger, one or two minutes just to sort of rest on the, like, the cooler side of the grill or on the plate before you eat is going to end up in a better product. You go to a barbecue and you see the people behind the grill pushing down. Does it make you cringe? Yes. You're probably like, don't do that. <laughs> Because that's what makes it good, the juices. Yes, yeah, absolutely. You're, they're basically pushing everything out. Yes, all that moisture and flavor is just getting lost into the grill. So. Oh, my goodness. All right, do you have any key tips or tricks to make like a really great juicy burger or steak or hot dogs that are amazing? For steaks, try to get ones that are like around like at least an inch to two inches thick. Two inches is pretty thick. You know, inch and a half is a great middle zone. You want to season it with a lot of salt and pepper. Kosher salt, you know, coarse black pepper and... Do it heavily because that's going to be your seasoning for the entire piece of meat. So and don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. It looks like too much, but the excess is going to fall off. Really? Yes. Yeah. So cooking on the grill is very different than cooking in your kitchen. Yes. You know, the, the grill has a great consistent dry heat that allows you to get great caramelization on anything you're doing from vegetables to protein. So you know, just it's really hard to get that same result inside the kitchen. But, you know, it can be hard to kind of manage the grill. What about people that have a grill right outside their kitchen? What are the benefits of... Going to the grill instead of doing it in the oven or in the in the kitchen. Well, for the grill, I think it's great just for cleanup. <laughs> you know, most of the summertime I'm grilling up because there's... Close it. You're done. Close it. <laughs> you know, let everything burn off and, uh, you know, less cleanup. And, of course, you're outside and just the, the, the flavors and end product you get from a grill, you can try to duplicate inside the kitchen. You're never going to get that same result. It never really does taste no. like summer. No. Unless you're out on the grill. That's right. All right. I understand you have some recipes for us for the well, summer. Well, I just... 
think there's a lot of great things for grilling. And as much as I can, I, I try to do it. And not just burgers and dogs. Not just burgers and dogs. I think the beer can chicken is one of the great recipes of all time, especially for the grill. It looks a little weird. I mean, you're taking a chicken and you're putting a, a beer can or a soda can, you know, inside the chicken and standing them up like he's sitting on a stool and it looks a little funny, but it ends up creating this amazing result of a perfect roast chicken that I think is really hard to duplicate even in an oven because you have the legs, which are on the lower part because the chicken's standing up and that's closer to the fire and you want the legs to cook more because they have more connective tissue and that's the dark meat and the breast is farther up in the cooler zone of the, the grill. And then like you, the perfect design. This is a perfect design. And then you have, you know, a can inside the the chicken, which you can use beer or soda or, you know, ginger ale or anything. So you're using a a can that is full, like you're you're cracking it open. Okay, explain how do you do it? So you you take your chicken and you want to season it. You can season it, you know, a thousand different ways. You take a can of soda or beer. I like to dump out about half of it because the idea is we want that liquid in there to heat up and start steaming a little bit too. So you get the uh, the aromas of the product, whatever's in that side of that can, and you also get the moisture from that can. So it's almost steaming the breast from the inside while it's roasting at the same time. I'm imagining if you use like a can of Coca-Cola, the, the sugary sweetness probably gets into the chicken. Yeah, it's, it's, it's you know, you're not getting too much sugar, but it's the aroma. You know, I, I think beer has this sort of great sort of malty, hoppy smell. You know, I like to put other things in there with that liquid. So I'll crush up some garlic clothes or some rosemary or thyme and just throw that inside there as well. So you're just getting this like bath of aroma, like going up and perfuming the chicken while it's roasting. You stick the can up in the chicken. You stick the can up in the chicken and you need to prepare a fire and then separate the coals and push them to either side of the grill. So you have the chicken in the center of the grill with the fire being indirect on either side. So you get sort of a gentle heat because the chicken's going to take about an hour to an hour and a half to cook. Do you close? Do you just close the grill? Close the grill. You know, you want these. You want your coals to be gray. You don't want it to be too hot. But you know, there's a good amount of wiggle room in there too because the fire is not directly to it. And the only really maintenance you have to do is, you know, I'll go in there and I'll rotate the chicken 90 degrees every 15 minutes or so, just so the sides that are facing the charcoal will get a little crispy. Four turns and in an hour it's done. You know, I would four turns, an hour to an hour and a half, depending on how far that charcoal dies down. And what I do is I just take the drumstick and I'll twist that bone. And basically, when that sort of is able to twist freely, that means all that connective tissue is broken down and it's fully cooked and there's no chance of having like a pink chicken or undercooked chicken after you slice into it. So, so soft chicken, that's how you know it's done. It's your, your, that bone is just easily popping out of the drumstick. You see the little twist. It can pop out and then the breast is fully cooked. The legs are fully cooked. It's moist. It's crispy on the outside. It's smoky. How does it taste? It takes that, the liquid? It, you know, it's you're not going to get it too much. It's a, I think it's a balance of everything because of that dry heat on the outside. That skin is definitely going to be crispy and then moist on the inside and moist on the inside. Yeah, that's exactly how you want meat. That's the perfect roast chicken. Yeah. What are you most looking forward to about Memorial Day? Just sort of relaxing a little bit, getting away, sitting outside, and grilling for a long time. You know, I'll try to extend the session as long as possible. So you're the designated griller in your family, obviously. Yes. But you, you have a chef in the family. He's got to be the griller or she. Yes. Yeah. And <laughs> my, my son is a wannabe griller as well. So, you know, we get him a little stool, keep him far away back, but get him an extra large pair of tongs so he can help out too. So. The chef and the sous chef. That's it. What do you like to grill? What do you like to make? The the beer can chicken. The beer can chicken, you know, I think is fantastic. And, you know, there's so many different ways to season that as well. And so, you know, one of the things I've been sort of hankering for lately is I do sort of a you know, Southeast Asian. It's, I don't think it's authentically anything really. You know, I, I have lemongrass growing in my backyard and I make this sort of paste of lemongrass and lime juice and chili and garlic and like a little bit of fish sauce, add an umami flavor into that. And I rub it all over the chicken and underneath the skin and, and grill that. And just it's just so complex and 
you know, a little acidic, a little spicy, and you know, that's something I really enjoy. What vegetables grill well, and how do you? What's the best way to do it? I think every vegetable grills well. It's just sort of understanding what you have. We wrap it in foil at my house. I think wrapping in foil is great if you you know because it's an easy way to control that heat, especially for bigger items, so that you don't worry about charring too much on the outside and undercooking on the inside. So. For potatoes or anything like that, I think that's great. What's good, though, is after it's cooked and in the foil, unwrap it out of the foil and let it sit on the charcoal a little bit so you get some of that grilled effect. So you can either slice it first or just put the whole potato on there, get it crisp and charred on the outside. And it'll smell like a grill. Yeah, exactly. And taste like a grill. Is there anything that doesn't work well on the grill? You know, I don't think there's anything you can't figure out how to, you know, cook on the grill, really. Pineapples are good, too. Pineapples are great. A lot of fruits are great. Peaches are fantastic. Really? So, Yeah. Yeah. I haven't tried that. Yeah. Little marks just to warm them up, get the juices going, and then put them in a little bowl, put you know a scoop of ice cream or a little ricotta cheese, a little honey on top, and it's delicious. So you've got your main meal and your dessert. Yep, absolutely. That's a great idea. So grilled peaches with ice cream. Yes. And, and do you have to put them in foil or do you just stick them right on the grill? What do you do? I, You know, for the peaches, I would sort of cut them in half and try to sear that cut side, get a little grill marks on there and set them aside maybe on foil to the side so they don't melt and fall through the grates, but to fully warm them up. And then I would pull them off. And, you know, one of my favorite sort of classic Italian dishes is just peaches with red wine. So maybe get like a splash of red wine and a scoop of ice cream on top and heaven. Ah, sounds good. Happy grilling. Yes. So grilling season is upon us. Any final tips, final words you want to say about the Memorial Day it, it really is opening of the grilling season. It's, yes, it is. I think, you know, just take advantage of it. Let your imagination run wild and enjoy yourself and just monitor that fire. Make sure you don't burn anything too much. Is every summer dinner going to be outside at your house? Yes. Pretty much. <laughs> All right. Well, happy grilling season. Do you have a website for your restaurant? Yeah, it's www.rootrestaurant.com. Nick Kennedy is co-owner and executive chef of Root Restaurant and Wine Bar at 1206 Frankfurt Avenue in Fishtown. Happy Memorial Day, Nick. Happy Memorial Day. Thanks. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. 